Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. We've created a community of spiritual women who know that you can still enjoy the finer things while you're on your soul's journey to live your dharma and your most chakra-aligned life. Let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to Chakra Girl Radio. You're going to love this episode all about the energies of money and femininity with Cindy James. She is a vibrational energy amplifier. She is just a multi-layered healer of all modalities. (laughs) She is, like I say, she's the real fucking deal, you guys. So we are going to be really diving into talking a lot about feminine energy, everything from our fierce feminine to our allowing feminine energy and that softening in order to receive. We're going to be talking about tapping into the quantum realm. And Cindy's going to tell us why in the hell did she send Kris Jenner a thousand dollars? She's going to be sharing that story with us today. So on that hot tip of the quantum, of the infinite, of the feminine I wanted to share with you guys that I am actually going to be doing my first ever channeled session. So I am hosting a live group channeled session where I'm going to be sharing guidance that has channeled through me from the divine. As you know, I've been accessing 12th dimensional, what I call sky crew guidance, (laughs) and I'm going to be sharing a bunch of information with you guys on how you can tap into infinite supply on how we can soften into our feminine energy, calm our nervous system. I'm going to be sharing the six pillars of quantum receiving, and it's just going to be fun. So even by just listening to channeled information, you're getting upgrades. Like you're going to just feel the codes like seeping into your DNA just by being there. So make sure to go to the show notes and register and it's free y'all. Let me tell you, this is like pretty magical. I think it's because it's like my first time doing it live. I'm not nervous. I'm like super excited of what's going to come through, but also like you never know what's going to come through. So some people, you know, might get a little triggered because the divine only drops truth and sometimes the truth is hard to face. So hopefully we shall see you there. Link is in our show notes. All right, you guys. Also, I want to say, wait, no, before we even dive into this episode, I want to say that this has been like the craziest year I've been manifesting trips. I know like my husband took me to Tulum, which was like a surprise. So in my, my eyes, I manifested that trip. I've manifested a trip to Italy, which I'll be talking about more. I manifested a wild business opportunity. I've manifested so many just wild things like money, partnerships. There's so much happening in all my businesses, you guys. And it's because of this channeling work. It's because I've been clearing the energetic muck, (laughs) doing a lot of healing and yeah, I'm going to be talking a lot about it in that live channel session. So hope to see you there. And I hope your 2023 is going well too. We are like stepping into Q2 of the year. It seems to be going really freaking fast. So let us support you and we will see you at the live channeling session. And you're going to love this episode. There's so many good tidbits and tips in here as well. So let's chat with Cindy James. 
Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. I am your host, Amberly Lyons, and we are on a mission to make the world more consciously chic and quantumly connected, one activated chakra at a time. We have such a fun, lovely, high vibe guest today. Her name is Cindy James. She is a vibrational energy amplifier, an advanced pranic healing practitioner, a Reiki math. You guys, like the laundry list of healing light work certifications that Cindy has, like she is the real freaking deal. You guys, her mission is to free humanity from the worry, obsession, and bindings around money and resources so that we can powerfully create personal and global environments of prosperity, vibrant health, and deeply fulfilling relationships for one and all while having great fun throughout and enjoying the process. All the things that we are about here. So why has it been so long? We're so happy to have you on the show, Cindy. Oh my gosh, Amberly! I am thrilled to be here. I have felt the energy of this building. And we, we went to Segway when you went to Tulum, which is spectacular and I love. And I love your mission. I believe that opulence and spirituality are bedfellows. You keep it really one without the other. And that what as women bring in a higher vibrational way of interfacing, of course, we want to bring in the pleasure principle and the beauty principle and the harmony principle and all of the richness of life. So I am happy to be here. And for your dear listeners in this moment, I would say, take a deep breath, relax your pelvic floor and imbibe in a lot of support pouring for you in this very moment, because you matter. Uh, And we are just here to raise the vibes of abundance and chicness. And I'm so excited. So Cindy, tell us your sun, moon and rising. I'm a Sagittarius sun perfect sense. I was a trial lawyer. I was a corporate litigator when I started my practice and now I practice universal law. It's much kinder on my colon and my, my psyche. Although I have an affinity for lawyers because of the job they do. My moon is in Taurus. And I tell you, I love describing Taurus as sex, food, and money. Like I'm emotionally at home when I am receiving pleasure that I have delicious food and there's lots of squiggles is what I call money. It's just squiggles on paper. It's not a real thing. It's but people agree as power and squiggles. And then my rising is Aquarius because how do you start like galactic councils and fierce feminine prosperity power programs and work with being a channel for the healing energy of the universe without a lot of out of the box um, momentum? Okay. Guess what? What? My rising, or sorry, my moon is Sagittarius and my sun is Aquarius. Oh my goodness. Well, we are soul sisters. Love I really didn't know it. Exactly. And my husband's a Sag, my dog's a Sag. I love freaking Sag. Um, Optimism, vision. And I say when Sagittarius, uh, Sagittarians aren't optimistic, we suffer more than the average bear because our nature is optimism. And if we lose faith, it's really bad. It's not just a bad day. It's like bad. Yeah. So true. And it's weird that we kind of look alike too. I feel like it's in the stars. Very much so. Um, Okay. So what is a ritual that you do daily and almost never skip? I am a practitioner of an ancient lineage of Tibetan breaths. They come from the Institute of Mental Physics. And there's a specific, there's breath work and it's it's movement, breath, 
and um, meditation that I do. And there's a specific one that even if I miss the whole regimen, which takes like an hour, there's a breath called the healing breath that I do, which basically just takes me to balance my polarities of masculine and feminine with the cosmos and then purify my whole being and to know that my eyes are the divine eyes looking out. My ears are divine ears listening. My throat is the divine throat speaking. My mind is the divine mind thinking. My hands are the divine hands working. And my whole being is is that one with the greater. And that floats my boat. How long do you do that for? That breath is about five minutes. That okay. I'm like thinking, I'm like, I feel like we need to record this video together and put it on my app. I would love that. <laughs> okay, brains turning. Um, okay, so I want to know about your spiritual awakening and at what point you decided to make this your life's work. Just the quick is that I always knew that there was something more. And I always knew that it related to feeling good in romantic love, in relationships and in our, in our romantic relationships, in our body and having to do with finances. And I grew up Catholic. I still consider myself Catholic, which is means universal. I'm just Catholic plus. I believe that there's a lot of ways to reach the oneness. And I hook, line and sinker love confirmation, like what the light of God, the Holy Spirit's going to come and I'm going to be able to communicate and I'm going to be a soldier for love. We are the light of the world. I mean, count me. And I was all about that. My confirmation name is Bernadette because I saw the 1940s movie and I was smitten. What the blessed mother can talk to us and we can listen. Yes. And, but I was always very type A driven too. I was, I've been graced with an amazing intellect. So I've been the top of the top of all the classes. And I was deciding whether to go on a pre-med or a pre-law track when I was in college. And I chose law because really being whatever age I was, it was going to be shorter than medicine. And when I went into law, I started to realize that my body didn't like how it felt to never lose a case, to be able to work my way around facts. I say facts I mean, even as a debate person in, in college who never lost a debate, facts can be stacked. Universal truths are something different. And when I became pregnant with my second child of four, I had the, the gift to be able to stay home. And what I did to stay home, because there were still student loans, my, my now former husband was a lawyer. We met in law school. I remember we had no long distance. We sold our cars and borrowed a car. I shopped at Save a lot. I mean, the, it's the antithesis of, of like Whole Foods and I was happy. Um, and I clipped coupons and I was thrilled to be able to do that. And then finances started to change as I started to, I, I stumbled upon a feng shui lecture at a Barnes and Nobles because that's what I did when I got a babysitter. I, I read about self-help, spirituality, philosophy, and when I became pregnant with my fourth child, I will say that was as a result of a free energy healing at my chiropractor's office. I should not have been ovulating at that time, and I must have. And as it ensued, I was told that this baby um, should be aborted at 22 weeks. It was the only moral decision. And even if this child was born, um, if the child survived, would have major organ malformations and would need surgery. So I did not terminate the pregnancy, went to Children's Hospital every week for ultrasounds and testing. And after birth, you know, taken to Children's Hospital for major organ surgery. And this was my fourth of four children. Every baby, it's like harder on the body, at least it was for me. 
And but when I heard that news early on in the pregnancy about my child, I thought whatever energy that I've been reading about tangentially my whole life, miracles, God, healing, Reiki, all that stuff, whatever that is, I'm going to use my intellect and my drive to do that now. And I took everything that I could. And so he, who now identifies as they, but I'll, I'll say he for the, the birthing, because that child is 22 years old now. Wow. And, um, this They did all these hideous tests to prepare. And this doctor came out, who I remember as being Russian, and said, why is this baby here? And my mom was there. She's no longer in the body. And my former husband, and I'm in a wheelchair because I'm postpartum three days. My milk is just coming in. I'm trying to nurse a screaming baby. And I start listing all of the things. And he says, your baby is perfectly healthy. Take him home. Wow. And that's when the shift happened. And I started my practice by just, I always would say to the greater, send me who's ready for my brand of you. And what it has, what has been a common thread throughout the many different types of healing, because healing is just being present with someone for their, their greatest expression to manifest has been helping women who want to conceive. And that's how I got into that again, because for whatever reason, I have the gift of being able to see souls who are ready to come in, but are holding back because they want their parents to know something about existence before they jump in. And I can talk to souls after they leave. And I help with both transitions, the coming and the going, which are energetically the same. One we call, one we call bad, but it's just a birthing one way or the other. And then I've just devoted myself to that. I What would I do with this intellect and this drive and the squiggles, the prosperity to be able to do it? I will go to India and I will do that. And I will go and I will do this in, in Peru. And I will go and do this in Southern France too, which is wonderful. I mean, I love all the opulence. And when the pandemic hit and the, the lockdown happened, I just prayed a lot about, I know that I'm a planetary force. I know that I'm a powerhouse doesn't mean I'm always personally happy. You know, I've got to do my own uh, awakening with my personality self, but I know I could offer something um, that's big. And what came to me that the humanity needed at that moment and through into now is this delusion that there's not enough, that somehow the great cosmos and the infinite genius that made the heavens and the earth and dolphins and, and, and me and all of that somehow doesn't know how to take care of its children. There's not enough food or water or shelter or safety or education. It is knocking futz, as they say, crazy. And that I know to be true. Like Lakshmi is my gal. I've had activations like many people do now. We all are the goddess. We all are the, the priestess. We all are the, the Lama. We are the guru now. And that's what I've been devoted to training and I just completed what I think is like my magnum opus, like my masterclass called the Fierce Feminine Prosperity Power Program, which is a 12 module energies of the sacred feminine coming in with the facets of the planet and alchemical chants and then world and chakras because I'm advanced energy healer in multiple modalities chakras, and then a world service activation from the global economy to education to the masculine and feminine. And I can tell you what I'm doing now. I feel that I have given um, universal birth and I'm going to very shortly, this will probably be aired by the time that I'm out. The program is evergreen and people are, are partaking of it because it's really not of me. 
This universal mother is going to go to Hawaii for seven weeks and sit by waterfalls and swim in blue waters and, and let Mother Earth then help me because it was a ton of energy that culminated in Egypt, yeah. in the chakra of the planet, the Great Pyramid and the temples. So that's the, the uh, you know, 10-minute version or however minute it is. <laughs> So we talked a lot about like feminine energy and I know that masculine and feminine energy play a huge role in our ability to manifest, call in financial prosperity. I'd love to know just your kind of Cole's notes on how that works. Masculine and feminine energy are essential to be in wholeness and balance in the creative process. Now we can create with unhealthy masculine, unhealthy feminine. I mean, we do it all the time here on planet earth, but there's a lot of stuff that, you know, comes out sideways because of it and understanding the nature of masculine energy and feminine energy, which can relate to biology, but really doesn't have anything to do with that. I didn't become a top litigator without a boatload of masculine energy. I mean, that energy of that active energy, the, the doing energy, the single focus energy that active energy, that active principle within me then became what I would say the unhealthy masculine. I, I try not to use the words toxic around anything. I like to say highly wounded or unhealthy or separate masculine will then force and collapse, will mow over, will we'll not see that that single focus is actually shunning or hurting or ignoring what his or that responsibility is. Mm -hmm. And we need that active principle in the creative process. And I love taking it to just actual how babies are born. I mean, there's a lot of technological advances, but a sperm has to inseminate an egg. A sperm from a biological male has to inseminate an egg from a biological female. And that when it is not done in vitro, which is wonderful too, every birth is a natural birth and every death is a noble death. doesn't matter how it occurs or, you know, whatever it is, it's all wonderful. But how it mostly has occurred since, you know, we've been having babies is that the sperm, you know, swim really fast and then activate the egg and then the womb, the feminine. Now we come to the, the feminine energy. The feminine energy receives. The feminine energy gestates. The feminine energy nurtures. The feminine energy mother bear creates an environment for there to be space and flourish it, flourish, um, so the baby can flourish. And then the mother can access the energies that made the heavens and the earth in the rhythmic surges of life and bring this baby in. And then her body provides the supply, if she so chooses from her body, we'll say like what it was hundreds of years ago before there was technology, and there's just, it's supply and demand. The, the breast milk, if a mother is, is being taken care of, is in a safe environment, and is her body is healthy, she will produce more than enough milk for her, more than one baby's. Mm -hmm. And that is such a mirror reflection of Mother Earth. I, I know her as the golden planetary mother, and I feel her pain at not being able to nurture and provide for her children what she does have. Mm -hmm. So when, so when we think of like our own feminine, masculine energy, how can we start to find that balance? Like I'm someone who owns three businesses and I can tell when I'm in that like very masculine, like forceful 
energy and it doesn't feel good in my body. And I know that, but then my brain is like, but your to-do list, <laughs> like, it's like, I just keep going. What are the tips for integrating both of those energies into your business and your day-to-day life? That is one of, I think, one of the most beautifully potent questions I've ever received. Thank you, Amberly. Thank you for that. Because there are so many women that know that more is possible for humanity and themselves, and we're one and the same. And there's so many women that are in businesses that are to serve in this way and also to make sure that they have enough and everyone else has enough. And we get stuck in the paradigm of the unhealthy masculine energy because that's what the system has been. Mm -hmm. I think it's virtually impossible to not find yourself in that force collapse mentality. So number one is the awareness to find when you're in it. Number two is to bring the feminine compassion to it. Like if, if, if you're watching your niece and nephew or your child falls or the neighbor's kid or whatever happens that you've got a boo-boo, you know, because maybe you're riding too fast on your bike. I mean, a mother in wholeness would be, oh, come here, sweetheart. Oh, you were, but you were out there doing something, you know, it's going to be okay. So number one, be aware. Number two, be compassionate. And then number three, this is where the mother bear energy, what we mistake, what we as biological uh, women who identify as women, not biological people who identify as women and everyone, regardless of gender has the feminine principle. We can shift from the artificial force of the unhealthy masculine into the momentum of the mother bear. And when you're in mother bear energy, I call, that's why I call it fierce feminine. We are unstoppable. The fierce feminine advocates for the one without compromise. She does not collude with the other or want to annihilate the other. She is just unstoppable in that. And that oneness, even if it's distasteful to the peanut gallery, will be in their best interest. So I would say when you're doing, when you're in that mode with businesses, I have two businesses, I have two homes, I have, you have multiple clients. When I get into that too, I will first feel it in my body. And then this is the last thing that I would say as just like a rubric that's coming to me in this moment is that this, we were at humanity is at a crossroads of the soul. And this crossroads of the soul has to do with how we direct the currents of the masculine and feminine as that comes through our imagination power, our power to, to see, to feel, to create into. And the feminine principle is what is going to usher this in for healing for the unhealthy masculine and the un unhealthy feminine. And the unhealthy feminine is parasitic. She is weak. She submits. She doesn't surrender to love. She doesn't nurture. She doesn't, you know, just have this faith. She's lesser than. And so what I believe is absolutely necessary and I've seen and I feel is that, and that's how I feel it in myself, is that humanity and the children of humanity, which is everyone and the creatures and the, the elements are going to continue to suffer unnecessarily until I learn how to bring the infinite supply and faith and surrender the feminine into my own practice and let that emanate into the global economy. That, that kind of vibration, knowing that when you transfer money or you receive money, we have the power to infiltrate the whole entire system with the love of the feminine that wants every child of this planet and everything and everyone, including the planet herself, to be amplified, soothed, nourished, enjoyed, pleasured, everything. So it is 
compassion, awareness, compassion. And then at the end of the day, transfer the force and collapse into the mother bear. I'm going to protect and go for this. And then I'm going to rest. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm going on sabbatical is what I'm calling it. And I'm And that was not easy. It's it's still not easy for me because I've been driven. I'm 58 and a quarter years old. I love, I love being able to talk like I'm five years old, like I'm 58 and a quarter and then I'll be 58 and a half and three quarters. (laughs) I am so, I am so grateful for every second that I've had in this body. I know that despite this, what I can do for humanity right now is to rest in a beautiful place and let myself be nurtured for a while. Mm-hmm. So now I'm wondering, like, how do we add this into our day? Like, I'm like, so I'm kind of the same way. I'll like work, 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 work. And then I'll be like, I'm going on vacation and I'm completely checking out. So it's like, how do we like find, and I feel like we still should be doing that. We still should be going and taking like weeks at a time and checking out, but how, like, what are some tangible ways to bring this feminine embodiment into the day, like obviously resting, but like when you have things to get done, how, like, what are kind of the little things that we can do to still be able to, cause I find when I actually do sink into my feminine, it's like, that's when you're in quantum energy and you're hitting every green light and everything's working out and all these opportunities are landing. And when you're in the mask and you're like checking off the to-do list and like, you know, working, 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 but it's like, sometimes you just get there. And it's like, how do you get back into that softening without letting the fear of, I don't have enough time to get it all done, take over? Um, We know, you know, and everybody knows that breath and all the things that you've already explored. So I'm going to go to something new. We are being supported by the energies of the sacred feminine divine in ways never before in human history that recorded history. Mm -hmm. Energies of the feminine divine, whether we know them as Kali or Lakshmi or Saraswati or Mother Mary or Mary Magdalene or Isis or Lalita or Durga. I mean, all these different faces of the feminine divine that I have the blessing to be able to work with and and Pachamama as the earth and the golden planetary mother and, and planetary bodies. They are pouring forth energy for us to help us realign. So if your breath work, if you're three deep breaths, with maybe using a Thich Nhat Hanh mantra, breathing in, I calm my body, breathing out, I smile, breathing in, dwelling in the present moment, breathing out, I know it's a wonderful moment. If these things don't traditionally work for you, I would say call on the cosmic she, the Shakti energy to come now and The way she manifests in such a simple form is in a blade of grass, in a tree branch. I I have been um, recommending to my groups, my clients, my people, that it is time for us to rebuild our relationship with the golden planetary mother and let her nurture and realign us. So I go out every day to a tree or a blade of grass. And even if I only have one minute to put my third eye on that and my hands on saying, please, if you are in, if you are capable, take from me what I no longer need and send me any excess energy, Mm. whatever that might be. Or if you can't even get outside, if you have a pine cone that you picked from somewhere, connect in with it because the infinite genius that made an acorn and made an ocean and made a dew drop 
we have that energy within us. And as we realign with it, we speed up our creation potential. But I said, masculine and feminine energy in the creative process, bringing that in. And as the feminine rises to her true self, this is not, this is not well received by a lot of people. So I always say, take what you like and leave the rest. Part of the reason the masculine is so unhealthy is because the feminine who is, I mean, it's just what I believe to be true is is responsible and charged with being the force that brings in the higher vibrational harmony. If we are not in our feminine current, they will go off (laughs) half cocked, no pun intended. They will, they don't have that either. And then they emasculate themselves by not protecting and respecting and revering and nurturing us and knowing that. And then, and we get all stuck in that. So I would say, I want to just say, like, I love that concept. And I talk about this all the time. When I had Shaman Derek on my podcast, he said, the feminine is quantum, the masculine is linear. And the only way the masculine can change is if the feminine softens. And it's the same thing in relationships. Like so many women try to like nag their partner into being more masculine, but nagging is a toxic masculine energy, you know? So it's like, it doesn't work. And, but you'll see like, as you soften the things around you change and the people around you change and the environment around you changes, but it's like, it's just so hard in the moment. (laughs) (laughs) It's so hard. And that's where compassion comes in. There's three types of compassion in in Buddhist teachings. There's, there's fierce compassion, there's tender compassion, and there's idiotic compassion. Idiotic compassion is what allows it to go over and over and over again. And, you know, you don't actually change, but tender and fierce compassion to know that it's going to happen that you're going to be that you're human, but for the few perfect masters on the planet, I always say, welcome Earthling. We're going to be engaged in this business of higher and lower self and of personalities and, and all of that. And then when we come to really what self-love I believe is, is certainly is incorporated in self-care and all those practices, because it is just delightful to, to do that for ourselves. But self-love, I believe at its core, is recognizing patterns that move us farther away from being able to be the lover and the beloved because the feminine longs for the lover and beloved to merge in the oneness and have those experiences of the the boundaries dissolve in the pleasure principle, in the the merging of, of souls in bodies. And we know that. And our organ, the clitoris, is the only organ that is strictly for pleasure with 10,000 nerve endings. And just in the last like 10 years has been even imaged or sonogrammed. And it's it's just like that pleasure principle of love and the pleasure of love. We're we're going to be thwarted in it because it's a good game. I said, well played, Lord, well played in this, this great game. And then to come back to that mother bear, warrior, lover, and beloved with forgiveness and to see that. And, and there are going to be times, I, I say this with my clients, especially couples, like, what would it be like if you just praised each other for a month? Like everything It's like, oh my gosh, I love the way you always put that in the dishwasher backwards. So it doesn't ever get clean. I would never think of that, but it's just adorable where, you know, whatever it might be like, if, you know, fake it till you make it, but what it would be to be so delighted as if the infinite greater was coming through you always radiating grace and love. And then you will find though, what happens in relationships and with certain people is that when the feminine is fully in her loving current, 
if the, the, the masculine hasn't done his own shadow work, that love might be too much because of his own self-loathing and might find yourself stymied, not because you're not in love, but because you're being seduced into his unconscious self-hatred. And then I say, I made a decision a long time ago is that I love myself too much to be continually seduced into someone else's self-hatred. And I might not want to be with you right now, but to the extent that I hate you is, is my own self-hatred because I am a lover by nature. And that is the feminine principle to surrender to love with faith and goodness and pleasure. And I want that for me. And I want that for us, whoever I'm in relationship with. Mm, that's beautiful. Such good. I just feel like there's such a vibration to that energy of surrendering and like allowing, and it works with relationships and it's so important with money as well. So any like specific money tips, like what are your like go-to if someone's maybe in a lack mentality or they feel like they're doing all the right things, what are some of the money practices? This is a new thing I've been saying for about two or three years that sounds a little like victim consciousness, but I actually think it's not. The first thing I'll say, it's not your fault that you don't have what you need, especially when I'm talking to women that have businesses or are single and are working on their own and aren't able to meet their needs. I have a dear friend in her eighties that still works and she's had some health issues. So she hasn't been able to, and now her ability to take care of her, to pay her bills and her home and is, is, is threatened. And, and I just thought to myself, it's not your fault that, that, that the, we live in a world where you still have to work at this age where the system is built out. So know that it's not a flaw in you. What happens with very spiritually aware, deeply caring, loving people is that that principle of self-awareness, the ego, which is a many-headed hydra, can reform so fast and make us feel like we're doing something wrong. And that's the first thing I would say is really evaluate, is this your unconscious or semi-conscious or even conscious resistance to receive and have life move in a natural rhythm and momentum? Or are you lovingly entering or in a system that is going, is in the process of being dissolved? It's not a pretty process, you know, in the ones that aren't healthy, but there is a new matrix rising. The, the new prosperity code is already here on the planet. The energy is here. And I know that because I was part of physically bringing it in over the last um, five months with the Fierce Feminine Prosperity Power Activation Sequence, culminating in Egypt with the Ascension ceremonies at the temples and the Nile and um, the Great Pyramid and the Sphinx, it's here. And now we get to materialize it. The energy we've prayed for is here. It's a freaking lot and it's frying some of our neurological systems. So you're in good company. And to how to, to quantify with it. So the first thing is it's not your fault. The second thing is look for the new energy that has come in response to your prayers, the call of the feminine. It's here. There is a soul to money and that soul has received a rush. Money in essence, as I like to say, is a feminine force. Money was originally came about because we wanted to have some help, like you raise the chicken and I'll give you the clothing, you know, so we could share in the resources of Mother Earth and not have to do it. And then we decided it'd be easier if we if we use this rock or this spice or this coin or this piece of paper. Now this squiggle on a computer screen. 
And we've gotten so far off the purpose of being able to take care of our physical form and our needs plus on this planet that now we have such disharmony that it's it's hard to be involved in it. But I will say, I know this to be true from the depth of my being, that there is an energy that has come to this planet that has been birthed from the greater through people like you, Amber Lee. You are a, a, a forward proponent. No, that's not even a word. You are a vehicle for the release of divine life in this way. I love what you how you talk about it and the, the Gucci and the this and the, I mean, it's just yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that is it. We can have it all. Children can have healthy food, great water, amazing schools, and the Eagles can go to the Super Bowl with Kansas City and we can have billion dollar industries and, and corporations can have squiggles and and mothers and women can have what they need in relationship. And I would also say one thing that I think a lot of people miss, it's even hard for me to remember, and I'm just, you know, I, I'm immersed myself in this, is that every time I receive a squiggle or a power agreement, money is what people agree as power, which comes from the Latin posse, which means to be able. So money is an agreement that says you have the power to move yourself, others or objects in time and space. That's what it is. It's a collective agreement. And now we have collective mass hysteria that there's not enough. And then some people suffer. I believe, I mean, I have nothing against people with lots of squiggles. I got lots of squiggles. I like to share the squiggles. I like to use that. And then whenever I circulate that power agreement, I know that the intention of my heart, my soul, my feminine being, my healthy masculine too, as coming through the greater is going through to that person that I'm giving it to. Mm. And that when I receive, when I receive money, I, I, I said, what I say is I put it on the mantras. I, I put it on maybe a Lakshmi mantra or a Om Namah Shivaya or Om Mani Padme Hum or Satchitananda. I mean, some sign of vibration and may that money in the, in the ethers, come back to that person, you know, just exponentially. And then when I receive it with such gratitude, we have power when we share resources in the terms of money, we can send throughout this whole economy energy by just getting a cup of coffee at Starbucks or circulating. I believe in the soul of money. I really like that moon and sun pendant in prism in your in your where your what would you call it your shop and i thought oh that's so wonderful and i was thinking maybe i'll ask for that for mother's day and i'm like well, why do i need to ask someone else for that and and whoever you know circulates squiggles if that is to happen i will make sure that when i'm sending it i am sending it to you and everyone involved in your enterprise with like my my squiggles are like kindergartners going out for recess saying go play go play with Amber Lee and her friends right now and then send a lot of your friends back to me and we can play some more because as women understand and connect with the energy of money which is to prosper to flourish to thrive to grow to strengthen to nurture the game changes the game is changing. We see a lot of the symptoms of the disease of lack. Uh, you know, this is a really crass or gross analogy, but it's like when the boil comes to a head and it explodes, it's disgusting, but it's also just what the white blood cells have done to rid of the infection. Right. So as we see that, it's like, okay, we're still healing. Yeah. And that force, that unhealthy force, the forceful energy, the shunning, mowing over energy, 
is like Custer's last stand, the ego's last stand, last gasp. We then, with tender and fierce compassion, usher in a new prosperous age. Mm-hmm. We're doing it. You're doing it. I'm doing it. Dear beautiful listener right now, I mean, I can feel in time and space who's with us and receiving this. And I am delighted by you personally. I feel you. It's just one of the gifts I have. You are part of this. So relax your body, pleasure yourself. I mean, the height of, I want to say one of the greatest ways I believe that a woman can usher in prosperity for herself is to know that when she is bringing herself to orgasm or reaching that with a partner, once you reach the point of no return to use that creative moment and feel how you want to feel, see how you want to earth to be your family, to be your friends, to be it's one of the most potent times using that I call the clitoris the pink pearl. It's the shun chakra. No lineage that I've ever studied. And you know, I've studied them all has ever said that. And I'm writing now about that as what's necessary to connect us to the earth, our root chakra and the earth star chakra. So we can have abundance. Yeah. Because it have abundance. It's here. It's just enjoy it. Yes. And I think another tangible kind of summation of all of this as well that we can do every single day is like when we're in our practice, just send nurturing, loving energy out and allow it to wrap around the world, but then also practice receiving it back. And I think that works with breath. And if you can start syncing up your breath to that vision and that feeling of a constant giving and receiving, you're just expanding your, I I call it expanding your chakra receptors. (laughs) Like you can receive more. It's so beautiful. I love how you just shared that too. I could feel that energy of like the infinity. When I breathe now, I think, what I'm doing on the inhale and the exhale, and it's specifically in my practice this morning was so strong is that I'm just sharing the resources of my body and spirit. And the planet is sharing her resources with me, the elements of the air. And then, then I'm sharing the elements of my body and we're sharing in that symbiotic relationship. It's just, there's, there's no losing and breathing here. The trees benefit and we benefit. Yes. So- That's universal law. Everybody Yes. So quickly, I want to talk about the Kardashians. We have mixed feelings on the Kardashians here at Chakra Girl Co. I was a big fan for a long time. Actually, on every single episode, I would ask the guest who their favorite Kardashian is. And because most of our guests are super spiritual, they were like, none of them. Um, (laughs) But we've always loved the Kardashians. Recently, we think there's some Illuminati stuff going on, maybe some demonic situations. So we're kind of on the fence about them, but I'd love to know, and I know you love the Kardashians. I'd love to know about your journey with the Kardashians. (laughs) I love those people so crazy much. I haven't been watching them recently for whatever reason. So I don't know about the Illuminati demonic stuff and God bless them. If they're dabbling in those kind of arts, I, I, I know just from my teachings and my, my masters and my gurus, you know, it doesn't turn out so well in the end, but maybe that's part of the journey. I when I was growing up, you know, my parents were going through a lot. I mean, whose parents were most of ours parents were. And I loved soap operas. They were like my family, like the family I didn't have. And then when they just started canceling the shows willy nilly, I felt like my whole village was being like, you know, just annihilated at once. And then I started watching the Kardashians 
And I was well into my healing journey then. And I watched them with shame, like when no one was around and I would like turn off the, the show and it would come back in and I would kind of judge them. And then I thought, here are these women that are attracting tons of squiggles based on their beauty, what they share, their emotional experiences, their relationships with men and, and their family and all of that. And they're I, I just admired them and I admired the ability to create a real vibrant, sustainable income from just being them. Plus there's so much more that they do. And then I was, you know, when I was, I I've taught for so many years in, in different institutions and I taught at a specific healing arts school for decades. And whenever the question would come up about what's something most people don't know about you, I would say, I love the Kardashians. And it would be that kind of spiritual idealism. The snobbism is also like, oh, my God, they're awful. And I'm like, I don't think they're awful. I think they're freaking great. And I, for one of the, the workshops a series that I taught for years was called the Foundations of Happiness. And there was always a different theme. And the theme for one of them was prosperity. And the homework for one session was to give something generously to yourself. The homework or the, you know, the invitation for the second of the, the many sessions was to give something to someone that it's hard for you to give to. And the third was to give something to someone who doesn't really need what you're giving. And immediately, like snap, Chris Kardashian, a thousand dollars came to my mind. And I wrote a check to Chris Kardashian, who needs a thousand dollars, like she needs a hole in the head. I mean, she doesn't need a thousand dollars. Wrote a check for a thousand dollars to Chris Kardashian. I found like how to get her publicist online and I wrote a letter to her. And what I said to her was because she was the mother of those children. And despite the strife between the siblings and with, you know, death and divorce and and animosity and betrayal and affairs and all of that, she seemed to me to have this ability to keep moving forward as that mother bear, like her family, she's going to do that. And, and I love that she's kind of a pain in the ass to her kids too. Sometimes I mean, welcome to motherhood, this idealized mother stuff. I mean, mothers, this, whenever I'm working with a woman that wants to conceive that hasn't yet, it's the stymie, the block is usually thinking she's going to be this fantastic mother. And I say to everyone, you're going to be a terrific mother and you're going to suck and you're going to be mediocre in between. And by the way, father, you too. Parent is a whole thing. And once you realize that the child chooses you for your positive and negative attributes so they can bristle and grow, that goes away. And I watched Chris Kardashian forgive over and over and over again and keep coming back and taking some shit from her kids that I didn't think was right. And I just... I just, I really do love those people and I will love them through their dark phase if that's what they're going through. I will hold the tender and fierce compassion for them that provided for me. And as a mother of four children, and then I, I stopped practicing law after my second. And then after my fourth, I really started with the healing arts in earnest. So my job was then weekends and nights when my former husband could be with the kids. So I was a, a mother of four all day long which I would sometimes put on form. What's your job description? I've been like indentured servant, volunteer chauffeur. Like, you know, I we should make up different things. Like I push boulders up mountains all day, you know, for free. And with Chris Kardashian, I just thought like, oh my goodness, I lost my train of thought. I want to say when I lose my train of thought, I'm delighted now because I then have the opportunity to remember a universal truth. If I don't remember the facts, the universal truth is that love alone is real. All else is illusion. 
And as people, I mean, at 58 and a quarter, it's natural to have that happen. And so many people beat themselves up for it. And I take it as a moment to bask in oneness. I so do I like, like that. I like this perspective shift. I'm here for that because I always lose my train of thought. And as a podcast host, that's not the best trait. <laughs> but I think it is, Amberly. It's the best just trait ever. Because like you were saying before we started, this is not a perfection. If the dog barks, that the feminine principle is messy. Listen, we get our periods. It's messy. Childbirth is messy. Everything turns outside out, including your rectum. Everybody poops when they're having a baby. (laughs) Everybody poops. I'm going to call this episode, Everybody Poops. When you're having a baby. You know, the baby gets all the good bacteria and all that kind of stuff. Um, But I'll just bring it back to Chris Kardashian. I will say that she never catched that check. And I wrote a blog about it. And at the end, it says, if she ever cashes, finds that check, I hope she cashes it. But I just told my creative coordinator, Helen, we got to amend that because that bank account's been long closed. I, I, <laughs> it was a nice thought. You know, I wish you all the best. Um, so I, I wish everyone the best because we all are one. Mm-hmm. The, I don't believe that there is true absence of love. It's just someone who is really not able to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Love is everywhere. Love's in everything. And the game here on this planet is to be aware of it and enjoy it. Yeah. They're not tuned into it. It's yeah. like, it's like the radio dial just isn't quite in the right position, but it's there waiting for them. They're waiting in whatever grace and choice time is. I, I like to say that free will to me means my ability to suffer or not. My free will is, am I going to suffer more or less? Yeah. Am I going to surrender to the love in this moment, even though I could convince a, I always say a choir of angel and a council of bishops that I'm right. But can I surrender in this moment, which doesn't mean that I'm a doormat. Surrendering is not submitting. Then I can rise into my full power and advocate for the oneness without compromise. And that's what I think you're doing. That's what I try to do. And that's what I know that anyone that listens to you and that is with us in the eternal now, regardless of linear time, is so vibrantly part of, mm-hmm. and I'm grateful for all of us. Oh, namaste. What a beautiful way to end the interview. Thank you so much. So before we end, how can we work with you and where can we find you? I have just, well, my creative coordinator has just consolidated all my different the aspects of how you can play in the ethers and on this planet with me in in vibrational uplifting. And there is a website and uh, it's called www.cindy, C-I-N-D-Y, my birth name, G-O-U-G-H, goffjames.com. And I will send that to you, Amber, so you can put that in the show notes too. And in that, it has all the different aspects. This Fierce Feminine Prosperity Power Program, which is a 12-module activation sequence of unprecedented scope and power, is available. The tracks have been laid, and they've been laid in the energy of the beginning with the new and crescendoing in the full moon. I have a Facebook group called Women, asterisk, and the asterisk means, or anyone, regardless of gender identity or none, who respects and reveres the feminine principle, the female body, and the energy of mother and lover. Everyone is welcome. Women attracting gobs of money and oodles of power uplifting the world. 
And in that Facebook group, I post a lot and have a lot of um, opportunities for people to receive. And we are cosmic citizens. And as women, our bodies move in time with the tides and the moon. It's foolish not to take advantage of that celestial support. And then, of course, I work with clients individually and I have an app called Prosper Plus that is free and you can download it and get my expansive prosperity for life training, which is a six module training. I, I want to make available to everyone this what I have learned. I've been blessed. I have circulated more than a half a million dollars in my seeking and trainings over the past 20 five years, at least a half a million dollars. And not everyone has that. And I know that, but they have something probably that if they're, you know, in that. So there's all ranges from the free plus, Prosper Plus app to the Fierce Feminine Prosperity Power Program. I kind of love to say it's like a ton of <laughs> but that's 2P3. Um, and mostly I would say that we already are playing together if we're hearing this voice. And if you want to come join with me and countless others. The last thing I will say is that I believe the greatest obstacle to the feminine principle, bringing in a new higher vibrational way of living harmoniously, plus is feeling separate from each other mm -hmm. and feeling that we're not, we're not enough. We don't have the support we need. We're not beautiful enough, lovable enough, supported enough, seen enough, laugh with enough, pleasured enough. And so when you and I come together in this moment, Amber, everyone that's listening gets the emanation because I know I am enjoying this and I feel that you are too. Yes. Yes. And I feel like that's so true. Anytime there's a synergy and like there's synergy between me and most guests, but sometimes <laughs> there's more synergy and I can, it's just so funny when it's a very um, like powerful episode, even if we're just giggling and having fun the whole time and there's not that much information shared, those are the episodes that have like the most downloads. So it's so crazy. And I know this will be one of those and they got good information and didn't have to listen to us giggle the entire time. <laughs> and by the way, the feminine wants to just giggle and be funny and shy. We know it's a we know that being separate is a great big joke and we're one. It yes. is real is pretty funny. I yeah. love it. my best friend calls me up and I don't even before she says anything, we're laughing. Why? Exactly. It's, it's just fun. fun. <laughs> this was so fun. So what we're going to do, you guys, we're going to link you to all things, Cindy, her programs, her app, her Instagram, her website. So make sure you check out the show notes and do all the things, click all the things. So thank you guys so much for listening. And Cindy, bless you. Thank you. This is so magical. You shared so much, not only information, but just vibrations. We are all getting richer just by listening to this. So everyone, we will catch you next week. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at Shocker Girl Co. And if you loved this episode, please give us a five-star review and write us a little comment. We'd love to hear from you. 